Welcome to the Real Estate Asset Management Podcast brought to you by Break of Day Capital. The show focuses on educating syndicators and apartment owners on how to build systems and manage their properties more efficiently to become a best-in-class operator. 100% straight talk. Let's jump in. Hey, everyone. Welcome to another episode of the Real Estate Asset Management Podcast. I'm your host, Gary Lipsky with Break of Day Capital. Be sure to join our Facebook group, Asset Management Mastery, where we have a great community of thousands of like-minded individuals sharing resources and best practices. Choosing the right insurance coverage for multifamily properties isn't that complicated, if you know who to talk to. At the Garzella Group, we're uniquely qualified to help you navigate the range of policy choices you have, and we're committed to saving you 30% in the process. We do intensive market research and have nationwide relationships, so we can find coverage other insurance brokers simply can't. We should talk. Go to quotenow.biz and we'll start the conversation. Today on the podcast, we have Whitney Elkins-Hutton. Whitney is the Director of Investor Education at PassiveInvesting.com and a partner in $800 million in real estate, including over 6,500 residential units, seven express car washes, and more than 2,200 self-storage units across 11 states. And she has experience in flipping over $5 million in residential real estate. Thanks for joining us, Whitney. Can you start by telling the listeners a little bit more about what you do and about yourself? Yeah, definitely. As you stated, I'm the Director of Investor Education here at PassiveInvesting.com. My journey to get here is, well, one, I'm a real estate investor. So, you know, I, I oftentimes tell that story. Grew up in the school of hard knocks, didn't go to school for real estate at all. I actually went to school, started off in medical school and then finished up in public health. And I did 11 years in community health and nutrition. And anyway, this was not on my radar at all. But, you know, once I finally realized the power of real estate and more importantly, the power of passive real estate, that's really where our portfolio build took off. You know, before that, we were doing house hacking, you know, live-in flipping, house hacking. We had a portfolio of 30 single-family properties, multifamily building. But anyways, I took that experience into the private equity world when I really decided that we, in order for us to scale and meet our family's needs, I needed to learn this space. I needed to learn how to do it actively and, you know, figure out how to even make my income more passive so I could create a larger impact in the world. And so I, I spent several years as the director of investor relations and operations at a different private equity group. Uh, and that actually partnered with PassiveInvesting.com on several deals and stepped away a couple of years ago from that role as that equity group was on hyperscale growth. And here I was in the middle of COVID presented with this amazing opportunity to have the life I wanted with traveling and being with my child in front of me right then, as opposed to waiting for it another 10 years and missing my child's golden years where she still likes me. She's 10. (laughs) So (laughs) I think I figure I've got another one or two more years of that, that type of lifestyle, but really this is where my niche is. And I'm still very heavily on the investor relations side of things. My role is very concentrated, meeting the investor, passive investor, where they're at and helping them understand their goals, their risk tolerance, and clear any emotional and mental obstacles for them so they can go into their first and next investment with confidence. Nice, nice. I love it. I have a 17 and a 20-year-old daughter, so I know exactly what you're talking about because now it's like, 
I'm basically an empty nester, you know, so. <laughs> it's coming. It's coming faster than I want it to. So. Yeah. Yep. Well, let's start with like best practices, investor relations, and then we're going to talk about your role of education. It plays into each other. So talk to me about some of the best practices that you did as a director of investor relations. I think the best practice, the top thing that you can really take to heart, you know, especially if you're crafting or building your own syndication business is that it, it's in the title relations, right? So that investor relations role, it is a sales position. And that person is probably charged with meeting certain raise allocations in a particular timeline. It's a very high pressured, it can be a nights and weekends and on your holiday type of adventure for sure. But really what your core principle is, is to build a relation with your that investor that's potentially investing with you, you fit into what Dan Hanford, you know, one of our managing partners here, you know, describes as the no like and trust triangle. So marketing's whole responsibility is to kind of get the group's name out there. But when the investor engages into, you know, that that role with investor relations, be it the associate or the director, their role is to kind of vet the potential limited partner, but more importantly, build a rapport with them so they they understand their goals, their risk tolerance, and make sure that they're actually a good fit for the investment that they're thinking about going into. But more importantly, develop that relationship you know, over time so that investor thinks of them and repeats invest. Absolutely. Absolutely. I think, you know, I've had a couple of beginner sponsors who were kind of reluctant to hire for this position because they want to have that relationship with the investor. And in order to grow, you just can't have it. So their concern was, okay, what if that director of investor moved on to another company? And I'm like, well, what if they don't, you know? So curious your thoughts on that, you know? (laughs) I love that. I think that was a Farsight cartoon, you know, whenever I was growing up, definitely saw that when I was in community health and nutrition, it was heavily training oriented. And it's like, do I train the team member and they leave? Like, what happens if you don't train them and they stay, (laughs) right? So I love that comment. But I think you hit the nail on the head, right? And, you know, that's kind of where in my previous role where I kind of fit in. I was the first employee. And originally, I had met these two at a conference and they were like, hey, do you know anybody in your network? We're thinking about hiring for a virtual assistant or executive assistant. I'm like, yeah, give me the job description. Let me take a look at it. And I took a look at it. I'm like, One, this is operations. Two, what do you need to do? Where do you need to elevate yourself in order to scale? And yeah, the principal, probably their time is spent finding the deal, negotiating that larger relationship with other capital groups, maybe finding institutional money, being the brand of the business. You know, they need to elevate themselves out of the $2,000 an hour potential activities into the 10, 15, $20,000 potential activities. And so it can be really scary to bring somebody on because you're kind of handing over the keys to your baby that you build. As far as a training standpoint, you know, I would probably that initial hire into the investor relations role, you know, because I brought in associates underneath me and still work very closely with our associates here at PassiveInvesting.com is one, make sure they understand your mission, vision, values as a company and that they can beat those mission, vision, values fluently. It just rolls off the tongue. I think that right there kind of eliminates 
a good 50% of that anxiety that a principal has about handing over those conversations to somebody, right? Nobody likes talking to a robot. Nobody loves talking to a salesman. They want to talk to somebody that actually, you know, can exude confidence in that area, but it comes from the heart. And then too, you know, then you get into kind of the brass tacks. Like, do they understand the core functionality of the business? Do they understand their role probably initially isn't to close the sale, but just understand that person's goals and kind of meet them when they're at. I can go on forever, <laughs> you no. know, on this particular topic. Yeah, I think that's great advice for anyone out there. And even for an experienced operator to, to go back to your team and really make sure they truly understand, like you said, the mission, vision, and values, because it's it's so important as the owner of a company to keep repeating that to your team. And And sometimes I've talked to other people that it's not aligned within the organization and you have to be aligned. You know, I think what you said is so important. People invest with people, right? They invest with the brand. And so if somebody can kind of speak the language as you speak it, that role becomes an extension of you, not somebody separate. Absolutely. It's all about building relationships. At Passive Investing, you guys do a ton of really good content. And for those you know, I've spoken at a bunch of the conferences. That Charlotte conference you guys put on was fantastic. I mean, just no expenses spared. Like re- great food, great people, keynote speakers. Definitely recommend it. Talk about building this whole educational platform. And because it's not necessarily geared towards a passive investor. So I'm just curious, like the thought process in that. Yeah, definitely. So what you're speaking of is our multifamily investor nation conference. And you know, coming up in Charlotte. June 12th through 14th this year. And so that particular education platform was, you know, really the answer that, you know, the partners answer to how can we help provide mentorship, impact and value into the community? Because, you know, as Danny and Brandon scaled PassiveInvesting.com, of course, everybody was like, I want to do what you do. How do you do it? And they only had so much time in the day. So they started off with the Multifamily Investor Nation podcast and the webinar. And then, you know, last year was our first conference and it was a wild success. But that's really geared more towards active and alternative investing, you know, kind of the active space. We do get several passive investors that engage in that area. And as well as a lot of the active investors, they themselves are actually looking to place capital into other people's investments as well. They're diversifying their own portfolio. For me, my space is, you know, when I came into the ecosystem and passiveinvesting.com was really to kind of, we had like newsletters and we had, you know, onboarding and education for the passive investor, but we didn't have a spot to where, as I always call it, to always have something to invite somebody to offer. And that's where I started building out the passive investing made simple brand within passiveinvesting.com. And that brand is built more towards the limited partner investor. So somebody who's just like, I have no desire ever to buy an apartment building or anything like that. Great. We have an education spot for you. And so we have that particular YouTube show and podcast. We also have, I do boot camps, passive investing made simple boot camps. And those are really tailored to skill building because a lot of passive investors are like, I would do this if I understood how to underwrite great, let's spend two to three hours together and I'll teach you how to underwrite, right? I can't do that in a podcast very well, but let's do a one-on-one webinar and like really dial this skill in. And then, you know, we're adding in this year an advanced strategy series for the limited partner investor, one to kind of help them 
demystify what's going on in the economic environment, in the lending environment, but to just help them kind of level up their skills, build their teams and get them to the next level, you know, so they can go further faster in their own passive portfolio build. I love it. I love it. You know, you've got your regular typical community that understands it. And I'm just throwing out a percentage. I'm just pulling a number out of thin air. I don't know. Maybe it's 5%, 10% of the people out there. But so many people don't understand what we do and think of it as risky. And man, if they were only educated, they could see how this is such a great investment vehicle for them. So it's really spectacular to see what you're doing. And are you charging for some of this and how many people attend? Like, you know, talk about how you're quantifying this, you know? Yeah. So for our conference, you know, there is an attendance fee. I mean, that is a very labor intensive effort. I've put together conferences myself, so I have mad respect for anybody that decides to put on a conference. For the podcast and YouTube shows, we don't charge for that. For me personally, what drew me to this area and to really develop this area is I firmly believe lack of financial education is a public health issue. And so now, granted, I'm probably largely, you know, talking to high net worth individuals, but hey, you know, it's free education on YouTube. Anybody, you know, with a cell phone can find this education, even people like in other countries. And so, you know, if I can just even just, you know, spark an idea in somebody's mind to where they are empowered to take control of their own financial future, I've done my job. Yeah, there's so much free education out there. And you know, sometimes people need to know that's out there. You don't know what you don't know. So once they find it, then it's, uh, I'm sure you've got, you know, tremendous resources out there. What are you guys focusing? Any particular goals for 2023 on your, on the education front or things that you're doing differently? We've organized our content into those three buckets as far as passive education side. You know, we're also going to be adding a lot of that content to our website. So it just makes it easier to find. People are brought into our ecosystem. They don't have to go like, oh, do I go to YouTube? Do I go to podcasts to find this? It'll all be like parked in one nice, simple location. So that's not, doesn't follow me. And that's our amazing marketing team that's taking on that initiative. As far as like goals, you know, my goal this year is to double our reach from last year and double our engagement, right? It's one thing if somebody, you know, clicks a YouTube show one time, you know, we're really looking to be the leading group in education for passive investments, particularly multifamily self-storage and car washes for certain. Well, you certainly got the best URL out there for that. I know, I know. That's amazing. That's all Dan Hanford and our marketing team. So <laughs> I wish I were in the room whenever that somebody typed in and went, Oh, guess what's available on GoDaddy.com. <laughs> right, right. I mean, yeah, you couldn't ask for anything better. So I'm sure you gets you on the top of the Google list far ahead of others. So that's awesome. Well, you provided a ton of golden nuggets. We could be here for hours, but tremendous advice for you know, beginner operators for even established operators, you guys have really put out a lot of great content and separated yourself from many other organizations. Where can people find out more about you and houseinvesting.com? Yes, thank you. So and people can find me on LinkedIn as well. Probably the easiest place, especially if you're you know wanting to you know take a look at passiveinvesting.com, what we do, but also our deals. You can go to passiveinvestingwithwhitney.com. It's a subpage on the passive investing website, but that's the only place you can get our free ebook and checklist. 
as well as get access to my calendar if you want to hop on the phone and talk about passive investing. Awesome. Well, thank you so much, Whitney. Uh, This is Gary Lipsky signing off. I'll be back next week with another informative episode on the Real Estate Asset Management Podcast. Thank you. To all of our listeners, thanks for joining us. And if you like this episode, please head over to iTunes or Stitcher and like, subscribe, and review this podcast as it will help us grow our audience and reach more people. And if you'd like to learn more about what we do at Break of Day Capital, head over to our website, breakofdaycapital.com and sign up for our newsletter and or fill out our investor application. We'll talk to you next week.